Hi! Welcome to the CTOB Sports Show Podcast. Only two segments today. We're going to take it a little lighter today. We've got one of the newest members of Valor FC on the show. As well, Jeff, Ron, and I review He Got Game. Listen, enjoy the podcast. We're going to talk to Jordan Morrell right now on the CJOB Sports Show. Jordan, how are you tonight? I'm great. And yourself? Doing well, Jordan. Congratulations on signing with Valor FC. How long was this in the process? Um, it was, um, well, thank you to start off with. Thank you very much. And uh, it, it's been about uh, two months, two and a half, maybe three. Okay. So when yeah. you first heard that the Canadian Premier League was going to exist, what was your reaction? I thought it was uh, great news. It was great news for Canadians, young Canadians and Canadians that have been playing, the ones that are uh, just a vessel for for us to be able to play at home in front of our home fans and improve our craft. You know, it's uh, it's long overdue, and I'm so glad that it's uh, it's becoming a real thing right now. And then it would only improve soccer in Canada and North America later on. Right. Major League Soccer right now keeps adding teams. It's getting bigger and bigger, but Canada hoping to finally have a successful league of its own with this Canadian Premier League. Is this something yeah. that is... Uh, should we expect now, maybe down the road, a World Cup appearance for the Canadian men? Is that a realistic goal for what we see yeah. develop out of this league? Yes, of course. Uh, as I said, the this is exactly a building block to improve all the le- the level in Canada. So I, the kids that are ten right now have a have somewhere to look forward to. They're looking forward to playing for Valor FC. They're looking forward to playing for the Canadian national team because then. The, the call ups will be great, especially from the from the league. If the league is a, a direct pipeline towards the Canadian national team, so if the level is great in Canada, then it will only improve the level of the Canadian men's national team. So you have uh, some experience with Rob Gale before, correct? Yes, yes. Tell me about him as a coach. Uh, Rob is Rob is a, a great guy. He is a straightforward. You know what to expect from him and he he's going to expect the most from you as as the way it should be he's very demanding and the professional environment should be um it's uh it's definitely going to be a great time and i'm looking forward to getting back to work with rob so you're born in london england when did you come to canada uh i moved to canada when i was about 11 11 and so then from then on i was i've been canadian i've adapted canadian and even starting to like the cold, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're coming to Winnipeg, so you're going to have to really like it. Have you been to Winnipeg before? I never have, but uh, I've been doing my research for the past few months, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting out there and uh, seeing the sights. So you've said research. What's uh, what's on your list of things to see so far? Um, I honestly want to skate down the the, the, long, the river. Good I want call. to skate down that, which would be fantastic. Uh, I actually looked at that yesterday, so that's definitely one for sure. Um, I want to get to a Jets game. I've never been to a professional hockey match, so I'm excited to get to one of those. So if your first NHL game is a Winnipeg Jets game, that's a pretty high standard. You're going to have a good time at that. And then the river trail. I find that's one of the more Canadian things you can do is skating outdoors in the winter. So I think you'd be totally embracing the city by doing that. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> that sounds like it. That's what I'm looking forward to. So you're now one of six players signed to Valor FC so far. Have you been keeping close track of who's gone where so far? Because I imagine you you know a lot of the other players. 
Yes, yes. So I've been I've been watching ever since the announcement of the league as of last year. So I've been uh, watching pretty closely, as I've said before. Uh, I know Skylar Thomas very well. We went to college together. Um, I played with Dylan Sacramento before. I've heard only great things about Tyson and Glenn. So I'm um, I'm ecstatic about our club and our team coming together. And as I said, Rob's a great guy and he's a great coach. So we have uh, high expectations for our team in Winnipeg. In terms of not necessarily on the field, but how this league will be embraced, what kind of market is there in Canada across the country for a professional league like this? Uh, it's massive. I, I know so many Canadians want soccer teams in their cities, whether that be in Winnipeg, whether that be Halifax or York Region or wherever it is. I know so many Canadians are are looking forward to finally having professional soccer in their backyard. They don't have to travel south to go watch a game or travel overseas. They can literally step out and drive 30 minutes or 10 minutes to their field and watch their local professional team. So it's definitely exciting for not only us, but the fans especially. We're looking forward to putting on a great show for them all year and for the years to come. So you have a few months still to prepare for the season. Obviously, the team, you don't know who's all going to be on it yet. But what does the next few months look like for you? Um, for myself, I've uh, just continued to train. Uh, it's off season; You don't really stop training. You always try and improve your game, wherever it be fitness or it be touches. Or Sometimes you need a break and you take a week or two off and then you get right back to it. So. I'm looking forward to moving out to Winnipeg at the end of the month and just getting settled and getting used to everything. And then again, continuing training. So you will be here in the winter. Yes, I will be. <laughs> I'm excited to, to embrace my new home. Are you in Toronto right now? Yes, I am. Okay. So winter there is not winter here. Trust me. <laughs> I've heard. Yes. It's a lot of fun. So I guess before I let you go, just uh, when do you finally get to, I guess, get on the field with your teammates for the first time? Um, I believe it would be March 1st is the first day of preseason. So that would be, I believe everyone will be there a week or two before that. So we'll get to know everyone before we officially step on the pitch. But March 1st is the first day of preseason. And I know the boys are eager to go already since I've spoken to them. So, and I'm just drooling and drooling, waiting for this opportunity. So. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight. Jordan, congratulations again on the contract, and we'll see you in Winnipeg soon. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. All right. Every other Tuesday, CGOB Morning News anchor and co-host of The Couch Potatoes, Jeff Braun, and I review a sports movie in a segment we call The Replay Booth. Tonight, the first basketball movie we've done, He Got Game. It might feel good, it might sound a little something, but damn the game if it don't mean nothing. It's from 1998. It's Spike Lee joint, yep. as it says right off the top. Absolutely. And it is the story of a top high school prospect whose dad is in prison. And his dad gets out of prison with the chance to convince his son to go to Big State University. The governor's alma mater, and the governor told the warden, get that kid's dad to convince the kid to go there. Jesus At, Shuttlesworth. On the condition that if you do it, we'll reduce his sentence. And an ending, that's a legit bummer in that regard. <laughs> yes, yes. Ray Allen is Jesus Shuttlesworth, the yeah. basketball player. And Ray Allen was just a year or two into his career when this 
was cast, and little did they know he'd go on to set the record for most three-pointers in a career and hit one of the biggest threes of all time in an NBA Finals. Not the first choice from Spike Lee. No. He wanted Kobe. And then Kobe airballed some shots in a playoff game, and Spike Lee's like, nah, we're not going with Kobe. Well, oh, I, the one I read said Kobe's like, I airballed those shots, so I need to practice this summer. Okay, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> he wanted a player that could pass as a high school player, and Ray Allen looked young enough. For Why sure. not? Hey, yeah. his cousin Booger, also in high school in the movie, was 31 years old in real life when they shot it. So, so apparently uh, Spike Lee found Tracy McGrady too reserved, was not impressed by Alan Iverson's performance. Uh, Kevin Garnett and Stephon Marbury wanted a guarantee that one or the other would be offered the part. Ugh. And eventually Lee just approached Alan during the halftime of a Bucks knicks <laughs> game, of course, and said, hey, you want Jesus? I think Iverson would have been difficult to work with. Yeah, I think he did a good job. I think he was a pretty good actor. I thought so, too. There were a couple of shaky spots. There's one really shaky scene where he's talking to the sister at night in her bedroom. And he just and gets hands just like, on her. This is like, oh, that's that's not good acting. But in general, he's really good. For a guy that had never acted before. Yeah, absolutely. And to, to like have to share scenes with Denzel Washington, that's got to be intimidating. Exactly. Since he's one of the best actors of all time. Yeah, I, was, I was like, yeah, that's not bad, actually. You only have to look at almost any athlete showing up on Saturday Night Live to realize most athletes are terrible actors. Yeah. Well, that's just like pulling someone off the street and saying, can you act? Yeah. And just because they're famous at one thing, they're generally just not good at the other thing. You ever but see the Wayne Gretzky Saturday Night Live? Bad. Oh, it's bad. It's real bad. It's among the worst things It's real bad. <laughs> but Ray Allen did a really good job in this. Obviously, he's a great basketball player, and you can see that. The basketball scenes are pretty good just because he's a basketball player, and I think the, the pickup games and then the one-on-one with Denzel towards the end of the movie – it's yeah. pretty good. And Denzel's shot is weird, but it was going in. So That first pickup game with the, with the classical Aaron Copeland music score and then the way they were speeding up and slowing down the camera, that's an amazing scene. That's yes. a, that's This movie's, you know, obviously, like all Spike Lee movies, just reeks of Spike Lee all the so way So I'd never it. seen a Spike Lee movie before. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a good director. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting. You always, every time someone says Spike Lee, you think of the, like how angry politically he can be. And then, I just know and him then from I watch being a movie at the sideline like, of Knicks games. Or that. You think of sports Enormous basketball fans. Sc- uh, screaming at Reggie Miller or something like yes. that. You watch the movie, it's like, oh, that's right. He's actually a really good director. There's a lot of unconventional aspects to his films. I thought yeah. the dialogue was very authentic because there'd be like stuttering and stammering and it seems like they're messing up their lines, but it's like, wait, no, that's actually how people talk. Yeah, and I think probably a lot of that had to do with because he's got Ray Allen there. He's like, look, we can't just put on like an, an actual acting clinic here. Let's... Make it as real as we can. Yeah, Yeah. it's good. It's good stuff. Denzel gets out of prison to do this, and it's the story of him trying to track down his son who – there's this lingering what actually happened to Jesus Shuttleworth's mother, which Denzel's character murdered, Jake, murdered her. And it's kind of like, wait, what happened? And then it shows it later on where, spoiler alert – he, yeah, spoilers for He Got Game, by the way. He's angry with his son over a basketball thing, and then he ends up tossing his wife into a kitchen counter and kills her. Yeah, he got railroaded because, I mean, you know what? that was bad, but that's manslaughter. Yeah, there's there no premeditation. No, no, not at all. And and he was immediately remorseful and tried to help. And yeah, I was just like, ugh. That's what I thought, too. Like, because a lot of the rest of the movie with Ray Allen's character has to do about the pressure this kid's under about to go into college sports. It's two things, that and he hates his dad. Yeah. And it's, I, I thought, wow, it's it's really, you know, it sucks what this NCAA system does to these kids a lot of the time. But it's got nothing compared to what the American justice system does to minorities in the yes. U.S. And that Denzel's whole thing was just like, it was just depressing one, every 
aspect of it made me want to cry. And the odd side story with the sex trade worker. Yeah, like that was that necessary? No. No, I guess it really Coney wasn't. Island. It's trying to, I guess, present a more authentic picture of Coney Island. But I don't know. I think that they could have cut that out. And it's a two-hour, ten-minute movie. It doesn't. It could have been an hour forty-five. Would have been just fun. Absolutely. It's R-rated. It's I, very R-rated. It's R-rated for sure. And there are certain aspects of the movie where you think that's pr- probably close to the truth in terms of the recruiting process for basketball players. But it has to be said that in 1997, that character. There is a 0% chance he goes to college. He's going straight, straight to, to the, the NBA. NBA. That's what I was going to ask. 100%. Because he's too good. He's too good. Yep. Kobe Bryant, right before that, went right to the NBA. And this was Ke- Kevin Garnett went right to the NBA. This is when players were doing that and being successful. This was before you had to do a year of college. They mentioned it in the thing, too, in the movie. Yeah. They brought it up that he might do that or whatever, I guess. No, he would never go. Also, I only ever saw five people on that high school basketball team. Were there more? Were there? Yeah, it was the same five guys. Yeah. You, you got to at least have six. In Anybody case on the bench? You get sick or something like yeah. that or hurt. Also, uh, that was funny. The, and I really liked their little videos they made of those guys. Their introduction where they yeah. showed them all. That was With hilarious. With their Chiron underneath. Yeah. I feel handsome when I'm on the court. You know, I feel like I'm somebody. And then later on when one of them they just had a scene. Where, no, just when he throws that full court shot and it goes in. And then they cut away immediately. Cause, and then I was like, I wonder what the real reaction was. Like, why did he cut away from that so fast? Because there's no way you could ever plan for that. I can't imagine that was even in the script. No, that, he was chucking it down the court. Yeah, and he just got lucky. In a Unless way. they were doing takes until he got it in, which would have sucked. <laughs> would have taken forever. There were a lot of sponsor plugs in it. However, they lived above a Kennedy fried chicken and I, not a Kentucky I, I, I fried chicken. That too. I was like, what? that's a Kennedy fried chicken? Yes. I don't know what the, I don't know what they that, that might just KFC be rights cuz there was they ate Chick-fil-A later in the film. Okay. It might have just been an inside joke. Like or it, because like, they had sponsorship from Chick-fil-A, a chicken place. Oh, that could they be. didn't want to have two chicken places. I thought maybe it was just a thing that's in all Spike Lee movies. I know like in all the Tarantino movies, the whenever they smoke cigarettes, it's always uh, gr- green apple brand cigarettes, which is fictional. A lot of uh, Jesus wordplay and a lot of uh, blasphemy, I think, in some yeah. of the video pieces that were shown on the scoreboard trying to recruit him. <laughs> There's but, him on the cross on a Sports Illustrated cover. That would never happen. That was insane. What most impresses me about Jesus Shuttlesworth is the foresight of his parents to name him appropriately as the world's greatest. I like the twist, though, so, when we find out how he actually got his name. You name me Jesus after Roman Roman, not Jesus in the Bible? Not Jesus in the Bible, Jesus in North Philadelphia. Jesus of the playgrounds. That's the truth, son. And then a lot of real-life basketball stars, and that yep. was confusing. Uh, it was awesome that Reggie Miller was in it, because it's like, oh, that's right, they don't really hate each other. They just... Right. Jordan gets to say the name of the movie. He got game. He got game. And then Rick Fox appears as a character, not as himself. At Tech U. At Tech U. But Rick Fox also, I've seen him and he acts a bunch. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was just, every now and then I was like, wait, is that supposed to be the real NBA guy or the character? And the montage of all the college coaches saying yeah. this is the most important decision of your life. I like that. <laughs> but, so they, they have these real college coaches with the real school affiliation and then they have Big State and Tech U. They right. couldn't, didn't actually have real schools when they were trying yeah. to recruit. Yeah, Tech U is a terrible name for a school. And then Ray Allen, years later, when NBA finally allowed people to wear nicknames on jerseys for a game between the Brooklyn Nets and Miami Heat, he wore Shuttlesworth on the back of his jersey. Oh, there you go. And everyone's like, ah, he how got could, a game. How could you not? Exactly. So Sports movie-wise, this is a good one. Yeah. This is like, it's a it's genuinely a very good film. 
regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's not a general. lot of action following a team season like most sports movies yeah. are. And and there is sort of a big game at the end, but it's the one on one with his dad. Right. And 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 even then, the outcome doesn't necessarily mean it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he decision that he had to make, regardless of that outcome of that. Do you read about the real life shooting of that one on one? No. It was supposed. Spike Lee originally thought, well. Jesus, the son, will just clobber him 15 nothing or something like that. 11 nothing. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, legit, um, Denzel got four points on him in a row, and then- That actually happened. Yeah, and then Ray Allen's like, oh, I guess I better, I gotta try a little bit harder here. <laughs> and then Spike Lee's like, we're leaving it in, too. That's good. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, good. much more interesting. Absolutely. So, rating. It's a good one. I like Spike Lee movies anyways, and I also really like the Public Enemy soundtrack that comes with this movie. There are a few songs in the movie, but they also made a whole album that's called He Got Game, and it's got some good stuff on it. Uh, I think it was probably like eight and a half illicit under-the-table payments out of ten. <laughs> I think one of the greatest unspoken characters in this whole movie is Denzel Washington's hair. <laughs> so I will give this eight afros out of ten. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. Yes. <laughs>